This is Marco Kiroglu from Countdown to Christ Ministries, and welcome to our program. Today, I have a dear friend with me, Scott from Howick in Durban. Scott, thank you very much for being with us, and welcome. Thank you, Marco. Good to be with you, and good to see you again. It's been a while, but great to, to be with you again. How many years has it been? I think it's nearly 10 years that we haven't seen one another. Yeah, yeah been a long time. 10 years, I think it was, uh, we, we did a few conferences together. I think in, it was a 2010 March, in, the last one. In Durban. And I think the last time I saw you was traveling through Ermelo when you were still living there. We had a breakfast yes. together. Yeah. And I remember Scott and I were uh, presenting a Bible prophecy conference 10 years ago in 2010 in Durban. Am I right? Yes, in Durban. Yeah. Yeah. Now, today is 2020, 10 years later. Yeah, we're back together. Praise the Lord. And we are actually busy in the making of another series of Bible prophecy conferences. Yeah. yeah, amen. One of the Bible prophecy conferences will be hosted here in Somerset West in Mountain View Baptist Church in Cape Town, 21st to 23 February. And That's the right. same weekend, you are doing another yeah. one. Same weekend in uh, Howick, uh, KwaZulu Natal. We will be uh, hosting the same, same conference uh, same weekend at uh, Howick Family Fellowship, uh, and you can find our details on our website, howickfamilyfellowship.co.za. It's actually beautifully organized. I think this is just the Lord's orchestration. Right. That 10 years later, we are getting together again and organizing a series of Bible prophecy conferences. I encourage you to slot into one of these conferences if you are in the vicinity of Western Cape. Make sure you come and attend to our Bible Prophecy Conference 21st to 23 February in Mountain View Baptist Church in Somerset West, Cape Town. But if you are in the vicinity of KwaZulu-Natal or Durban, make sure you go and join in the Bible Prophecy Conference in Howick, where Scott will be leading the conference again on Bible prophecy. Yeah, thank you so much. Basically, what do we do in these conferences, Scott? Let's talk about the content a little bit so that they can have an idea. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, when you just consider the times we live in, they're perilous times, as the scripture predicted. Uh, Paul's warning to the church, to Timothy, the last day, perilous times are going to come upon the church. He, he lists a whole lot of uh, dangers that are there. We're living in that time. And I think, quite honestly, just like the parable of the ten virgins, uh, as much as there were five wise and five foolish, the scripture says before the bridegroom came, they all slumbered and slept, all of them. Yeah. And I really believe that the church, generally speaking, is slumbering and sleeping at this time. And uh, I trust that these prophecy conferences, Marco, are going to wake the church up Amen. to the reality that Jesus literally is at the door. Amen to that. When we look at the Bible prophecy, Almost all the details that are written in the Bible regarding the second coming of Jesus Christ, or shall I rather say, regarding the rapture before yeah. the seven-year tribulation, almost all of those detailed prophecies are being fulfilled all around us. Absolutely. From the rise of the nation of Israel yeah. in 1948, yeah. and now Israel is 71, 72 years old. We are literally in the mm. very last couple of years yeah. of the generation that will witness Global warfare all around the world, rumors yeah. of wars, global catastrophes, Matthew fires 24. and floods. All of them were predicted in the Bible. Mm. When we read the news headlines, we are not surprised to see all of that. 
No, that's exactly what we anticipate the headlines to be saying. Because we, we, we know how it all ends. We've, we've read the scriptures. We've read the last chapter, as it were. And we understand uh, where, where it's all going to come to. And we know that the world will have to be plunged into chaos. There's got to be an economic meltdown. There's got to be an environment that is, is uh, uh, set for the rise of the Antichrist to come to power. Yeah. And so we know he will come out of a place of, of anarchy and confusion where the world will be so desperate for a solution. He will be the man who will bring the solution to the global uh, arena. Yeah. Um, and yet it's not the right solution, um, obviously, because he is the Antichrist. But the church needs to wake up to the fact that we are definitely living in the last days. Uh, the great apostasy, 2 Thessalonians chapter wow, 2. Wow, man. Yeah, it's, it's happening all around us. Church. It's happening all around yeah. us. Before, before the recording of this program, we were actually talking. There are so many, out, so many churches are filled with people who don't believe in the Bible. And Absolutely. so many pulpits are occupied by people who don't believe in the Bible. Absolutely. That's our yeah. reality today. Today, yeah. we live in a world... Many people claim to be Christians, but they don't want to believe in the Word no, of God. No, we've left moral absolutes. Um, we, we believe that we can interpret Scripture however we want to interpret Scripture. Uh, when, you, when you look at just the, the basics in terms of the Christian faith, there's an abandoning of those fundamental truths yeah. and, and an embracing of a whole bunch of uh, stuff that's coming into the church, whether it's coming in... Uh, fr from a humanistic perspective, whether it's coming in from a pseudoscience perspective, uh, the, the, the leftist agenda um, is, is creating flooding. havoc within the church. And, and there, are few, there are few pastors who are willing to stand up and say, this is what the Word of God teaches. Yeah. Uh, many I'm are compromising for the sake of keeping the numbers in, in their buildings and ultimately yeah. um, the, the revenue that comes with it. Political correctness, personal benefit yeah. out of political correctness, yeah. that, is, that, is now, that is now the currency, even in many churches. 100%. But we know all of that was going to happen. It's written in the Bible. You see, when we talk about these Bible prophecy conferences, mm. we're going to talk about these issues. We're going to talk about the rise of the Antichrist. Absolutely. When is he going to come? What is, what is, who is he going to be? We don't know who is he going to be, mm. but we can anticipate from the Bible prophecy, when is he going to rise? Absolutely. We know how he's going to come. And what is he going to yeah. do most probably? How is he going to slaughter many people across the world? Mm. We are going to look into all of that. But also, we are going to look into some most amazing, most beautiful things. The rapture, salvation, yeah. redemption of the believers of Jesus Christ from this wicked world. I hope. I mean, that, that's that, what we're living for. That, that, is, that, yeah. is, that is the most beautiful yeah. point in the whole scenario. But even, even more exciting than that, uh, right after the rapture, where are we heading to? Where are we going to be? Well, for so us be as believers, church, we, yeah. we're going to be at the marriage feast of the Lamb. Yes, yeah. the marriage feast of the Lamb. And we, rewards. We, aren't we going to receive our rewards as well? Yeah. During that seven years. I mean, that's such a beautiful season. Incredible. Such a beautiful seven. We will talk about that. Yeah. I wish... More churches, more pastors talk about it. In fact, you know, my experiences over these years of doing ministry, most Christians are completely clueless about mm. seven years in heaven. Mm. They, they, they have no hope. You know, Apostle Paul talked about it, yeah. our blessed hope. Yeah, and it is a blessed hope. But most Christians don't yeah. even know what it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. We will talk about that in the yeah. conference, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. I think the hope for most Christians today is that we have a better tomorrow down here. Uh, the hope that people are hanging on to is that we're going to get blessed and prosperous. And, and, and it's a vain hope because uh, the Bible teaches us that um, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And that's why so many Christians are becoming more and more disillusioned because they've got a false hope. Exactly. Our hope is not in this world, Marco. Our hope is in that which is to come. And our hope is, is rooted in the resurrection. It's in the mm. rapture, according to 1 Corinthians 15. That is what we, what we are hoping for, uh, to be delivered from this body. Exactly. And to be translated into those resurrected bodies. And that day is coming for every believer. And, and uh, Paul makes it very clear then, 1 Corinthians 15, that uh, if we don't have that hope, then we are of all men most pitied. Yeah. And, and so having this hope, what do we do? We purify ourselves, even as Jesus is pure. We make sure that we are ready for the coming we of Jesus We Christ. make sure that we are not one of those ten brides, sorry, five brides who, who didn't have oil in their lamp. Absolutely. Un unfortunately, I think the reality today in the world is even more drastic, more, more gloomy yeah. than the picture of 10 brides. Half of it had oil and half. I think today nearly 80 percent don't mm. have oil in the churches. Mm. When I say oil, what I mean is they don't really understand Christ is coming back. Yeah. They don't really understand what's happening around the world. And um, in relation to that, if you don't know what the Bible prophecy says, if you don't understand Bible prophecy, and you claim yourself to be Christian, and you're living in this world which is falling apart every second, yeah. how you're going to, what a miserable position to be. And it makes no sense. It, uh, imagine, it, looks, it will look like everything is falling apart. I'm losing. Yeah. Where is the grace of God? Where is the favor of God upon us? But if you understand Bible prophecy, yeah. then you realize, wow, God is still in control. Yeah. God is doing exactly everything He said. That's right. And we become effective where God's placed us regarding the call of God upon our lives. Yeah. And I think uh, many, many believers, rather than being effective in the call of God, are disillusioned because of the circumstances, confused, and uh, are in a state of hopelessness. Where, in fact, we're the ones who should be bringing hope to a world that is hopeless. That is our responsibility exactly. as the church. We're the light of, in, in this world. And Scott, let's talk about the word hope. Yeah. Now, I hear many times Christians and Christian ministries, I should rather say so-called Christian ministries, coming with the same words, some, same vocabulary, hope. But mm. then when I look at what they're presenting, mm. I often see yet another idea of building something on this earth, no. yet another idea of this is the kingdom of Jesus. We must keep pushing it as if Jesus is already ha have come as if the church is the kingdom of Jesus, and that is it. But when we say hope, let's define yeah. it. What is that hope? Yeah. Well, I think that the scripture is clear, Marco, that uh, Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He is the God of this world until the second coming of Jesus Christ. Exactly. At the second coming, Jesus comes. He will destroy those at the battle of Armageddon. He will set up his kingdom in Jerusalem. We would have returned with him to rule and reign, as the scripture teaches us, with the rod of iron. And only then will he establish his kingdom. Amen Until to that. Until then, uh, the, this world belongs to Satan. And so it's pointless the and church is the trying to power build. And he the prince of power in this world. 100%. Until then. 
So our hope is not in this world. Our hope is in that which is to come. Even as the scripture declares concerning Abraham. Uh, Abraham, he hoped against hope. Yeah. Because where had he set his sights? He had set his sights upon a city whose builder and maker was God. That kingdom is coming. And you and I are longing for that day when we're going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, receive those rewards, and then come back with Jesus to rule and reign with him as he sets up his kingdom, which is eternal. It's that, it's that fulfillment of that prophecy in the book of Daniel chapter 4, where the stone that was cut out of the mountain without hands, that Nebuchadnezzar yeah. dreamed, smashes the feet, that whole image is ground to powder, blown away by the wind, and then the stone swells and fills the whole earth. The kingdoms of this world have now become the kingdom of our God and His Christ. So in other words, the fulfillment of what Habakkuk wrote, the whole world shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord, Absolutely. is going to be fulfilled That's going to in happen. the millennial kingdom of Christ. 100%. After His second coming and establishing His That's kingdom, right. In Jerusalem. Now, we are going to look into that also in the Bible Prophecy Conference. Yeah. We will look into the rapture. We will look into seven years of gift-giving ceremony and wedding ceremony in heaven. But also, we will look into what terrible future awaits those who don't believe in Jesus during those seven years. The wrath of God. What a terrible place it yeah. will be to be. The wrath of God. On top of that, the wrath of Antichrist. Mm. Imagine that. Antichrist will rise into power once yeah. we are gone. There will be massive power vacuum on earth after we are gone. Exactly. Antichrist will come and fill it. The world will embrace him. He will slaughter the mankind. He will abuse right. the mankind. Then God is going to pour his wrath as we read in the book of Revelation. Yeah. Cup after cup, seal after seal. That's right. God is going to pour his wrath on this world all for all his generations after generations of wickedness. But we in heaven will be celebrating and receiving our gifts. That's right. Then at the end of those seven years, that is most fantastic. Hollywood movies stand nothing in comparison yeah. to this. I mean, imagine at the end of those seven years, Antichrist bring you all his armies against the tiny nation of Israel. Fruitless exercise. Right at that moment, Christ comes That's with right. us. We come with Christ with to the Mount of Olives. Yeah. He defeats the armies of Antichrist, yeah. establishes kingdom in Jerusalem. And then we rule and reign around the whole world for a thousand years when the devil is locked in the dungeon. That's right. What an amazing proclamation in the Bible. And that is going to happen. That is all going to happen soon. And Absolutely. we will talk about that in the Bible yeah. Prophecy Conference in Hovick and here right. in Cape Town. Yes. Very exciting, Marco. And I, th I think, you know, the, when, you, when you consider... Uh, the wrath of God, and you look at those passages of Scripture, the Old Testament, almost all the prophets speak about the day of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, Mark, uh, uh, sorry, Peter and uh, Paul and John speak about the day of the Lord. And, and the day of the Lord is the day of God's wrath. It's a day of vengeance and gloominess yeah. and justice and, and vengeance. And yet the Scripture says that the believer will escape the wrath exactly. that is to come. Exactly. The, the, the day of the Lord is incomprehensible uh, for the human mind. It, 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 we, we, we cannot, when you read through the scriptures, it's almost hard to believe that those events are actually going to transpire on this planet to the point that there'll be very few people left alive once God's wrath has in fact been unleashed yeah. uh, before we return. Very, yeah. very scary. Look, um, I mean, 
we, we are in ministry. I know you, you're doing this ministry for more than 10 years now, and I've been in ministry nearing 20 years now. But in all these years, that at the beginning of my ministry life, if somebody had told me that what is happening today is going to happen in my lifetime, I will struggle to believe in yeah. it. If somebody had told me churches are going to spit into pieces because of homosexuality and abortion, if somebody had told me the, the catastrophe is happening around the world, if somebody had told me the signs happening around the world today, I would struggle to believe in it. But it's happening. It's happening, yeah. As the Bible had said it, exactly. it's happening. I mean, if somebody had told me 15 years ago that Israel, the nation of, tiny nation of Israel, is going to rise and become a global superpower mm. where no one will be easily challenge them and everybody will think twice before yeah. attacking them. If somebody had told me that, I would struggle to believe yeah. in it. it. Israel was still a tiny nation. Yeah. But still, although today still being a tiny nation, they are literally a superpower. Yeah. It, will yeah. take, it will take either madness or, or crazy bravery to attack the nation of Israel today. That's right. They are so powerful, as the Bible said they will have become. Exactly. And, and you look at those, uh, that, that uh, prophecy given to Ezekiel in, in chapter 37 regarding prophesy over these bones. Remember the value yeah, of, of yeah, dead yeah, bones? Yeah. And how those bones came together and sinew and muscle and flesh and skin. And they rose up, the scripture, the scripture tells us, to become a mighty army. Yeah. That was a prophecy concerning the restoration of the nation of Israel. And look what they are now. Look what they are now. And they are that mighty, that mighty army. And also, in the Bible prophecy, we understand that first God is going to bring the Jewish people whom he scattered from around the world to oh. their homeland, which God promised to them. Yeah. God promised to them. Yeah. Not, the, not the UN. God yeah. promised to them. God will bring them back. And God started doing that. In 1948, yeah. they became a nation, according to Bible prophecy, out of the blue, over a night, they became a nation. They started coming back. And in the last 10, 20 years period, in the recent 10, 20 years period, Jewish people started coming to Christ. They started embracing Big. Christ. And today we know that there are more than 30,000 newborn Messianic believers Beautiful. in Israel. Beautiful. I think Israel, for, for me, um, is probably key to understanding the times uh, in, in, and the signs regarding the times. Yeah. The restoration, as you said, of the, of the nation. Uh, 1900 years of having been scattered all over the globe, God brings them back from every nation, and yet the Hebrew language is still intact. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable. The, the fact that the desert would bloom again, and, and that's what we're witnessing uh, right now. And, and they're many, all prophesied many, many, many in the Bible. Stuff, all those prophecies. Yeah. And so when you look at Israel, uh, there's no doubt that, that Israel is the most significant sign concerning the times in which, we're, in which we're living. And I don't think there's anything left to be fulfilled other than possibly uh, in my own personal capacity, and I haven't discussed this with, with Marcus, so I'm not sure what his take is on it, but the Ezekiel 38 war. And, and so it's possibly that's the last thing the church may witness yeah. before the rapture, but not even necessarily. Exactly. So what still has to happen? I, exactly. I fully agree with you on that. And actually, I'm looking forward to see that because Bible said it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. What is going to happen is the nations surrounding immediate neighbors of the nation of Israel, the nations surrounding the nation of Israel, yeah. they will once again in unity, they will attack Israel. That's right. Israel against all odds, mm. will defeat every one of them, right. take their land, 
expand the territory of the nation of Israel, exactly. establish safe borders for themselves, then Jewish people will have a renewed arrogance in their hearts. They will say, no, we live in a safe country. Who can stand against us? We have a mighty army. We are powerful. When they have this arrogancy, mm. somewhere around that, either before that war or after that war, rapture will take place, mm. we'll be gone, and after we are gone, Jews will have not even one friend left on earth. That's right. Yeah, while they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. Yeah. As birth pangs. But how do we know that? Newspapers didn't write it yet. It's in the Bible. Yeah. So don't miss these Bible prophecy conferences. Attend to these conferences. Go register for the conference here in Cape Town. Please go visit our ministry's dedicated page, countdowntochrist.com slash conference. Read about the details of the conference there. Register yourself. Follow the instructions on that page. I repeat it, countdowntochrist.com slash conference. Follow the instructions. Register yourself. Secure your seat in the conference. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And for the conference in Hovick, visit uh, Scott's Church's uh, website. Howickfamilyfellowship.co.za And um, I'll ask Marco to put that on the, yeah, on on the, the video yes. so, that, uh, so that you can see what that uh, address is. And register yourself. Make contact with them if you are living in KwaZulu-Natal or Durban. And don't miss these conferences. In South Africa, as far as I'm concerned, there is no other Bible prophecy conference available. So these Not conferences are the only ones in the whole of Southern Africa that you can actually slot in to get an idea of what God is doing and how you should position yourselves. The only available Bible prophecy conferences in the whole of South Africa and probably Southern Africa. Make sure you don't miss them. And at the same time, Scott, before we say goodbye to people, how would, you, how would you encourage Christians who are our regular viewers or maybe visitors for the first time in, this, in the light of all the negative developments in South Africa? I think it's simple. Christ is our hope, as, as we stated earlier. And so for every believer, uh, don't try and find your hope in the safety of a nation. The, the reality is that nations are set up and nations are taken down by God. God is in control. God is, is supreme over all. He is sovereign. And, and so our faith needs to be firmly rooted, not in some something, but in someone. And our faith needs to be rooted in, in Jesus Christ, which simply means, Marco, that each believer needs to be serious about their relationship, their personal relationship mm. with Jesus yes. Christ means that we, we've got to take the time to, to spend with Christ, to be intimate with Christ, to spend in His Word. It's not sufficient to attend church once a week and mm -hmm. listen to a sermon. Most sermons you're going to listen today, they, they, they kind of pep talk, trying to make you feel mm -hmm. good about yourself and get you through a few days in, in the week. Now's the time for, for the children of God to take serious their relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's a personal thing. And so, you, you, obviously, you can be a part of a, a group of, of, of people, be in a fellowship, but the, the, the key thing is to be in intimacy with Jesus Christ. And um, also, we have some viewers from Asian countries, and I also want to encourage those Christians that live in Asia, in India and Malaysia and some other Asian nations, 
I encourage you that you, as well as the Christians that live in the Western world, keep your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. The country, wherever you live, doesn't matter. Political, economical situation, even natural situation of your country, whether there are floods or fires where you live, doesn't really matter so much. What matters is where you stand with Jesus Christ. Amen. All these things happening around the world, as bad as they are, they are actually, as if you are in Christ, they're actually good news. They point to the fact that we are living in the end times, that Christ, our King, is coming to fetch us from this wicked world, and it's going to happen soon. And, and it's a great opportunity for us as the church right now. Uh, as things get darker, uh, we shine brighter. Exactly. And, and, and so we need to capitalize on, on the most desperate of situations, as difficult as what they are. This is the time. We were born for a time such as, as this. And so as the church, let's wake up. Let's be about our Father's business. Amen. Amen to that. As I always say, keep your eyes on Jesus. He is coming. He is just around the corner. When he comes, may he find you and us worthy for him. When he comes, may he look at us and say, come, come to my wedding ceremony, my good and faithful servant. Amen. May we not be one of those who are left outside. May we be one of those right. who are taken in. And with that, before I say goodbye to you, I want to remind you again, please, if you haven't done so, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click on that uh, bell icon so that you never miss any of our programs. If you think our programs are beneficial to you, consider supporting our ministry with a donation. Visit our website, countantichrist.com donate. Follow uh, and choose one of the options there to make your contribution. If you haven't done yet, make sure you register for one of those Bible prophecy conferences. In the meantime, I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to keep your eyes on him because he's coming back soon. 2020 might very well be the year in which the rapture will take place. Make sure that you are ready for it. Until I see you next week, God bless you. Bye.